0: This is Stay Paid, the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated, find inspiration, and discover proven real-world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation. This podcast is brought to you by Reminder Media, the company
1: that keeps the lights on in our studio, including our take action sign behind us. Luke and I have worked together over the last 20 years to help small business owners stay top of mind with a mission to help them generate more repeat and referral business. We help business owners with everything from lead generation, print marketing, social media content, geographic farming, and more. We've
0: had the opportunity to help over 100,000 entrepreneurs over the last 20 years. It's really been amazing. If you'd like to see how we can help you and your business, be sure to check out ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. That's ReminderMedia.com slash marketing. Take action on that today. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua
1: Steich. And I'm Luke Akery. Jerry Seinfeld famously observed that according to studies, people's number one fear... Is public speaking number two is death. This means to the average person, if you go to a funeral, you're better off in the casket than doing the eulogy, which is funny. I mean, I could see that. It is funny, that. but it's true in a lot of cases. And you've been doing a ton of public speaking yep. lately. You've been kind of going on the road. How many times you've been on the road? Doing this a lot year of virtual
0: speaking too. But yeah, I've been well, on the road a lot. But yeah, yeah, um, you've been
1: doing webinars and virtual speaking.
0: Virtual speaking is not quite the same. It's a different art form. What but. impresses me, you do these motivation Mondays.
1: Yeah. in the insurance syndicate. Uh, which is Joe Campert's group, right? We've had him on the podcast. And... I think there was one morning, actually, we were traveling together. You're like, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. You got on live in the back car of or the back seat of the we car. We come back
0: from the Super Bowl is what it was. <laughs> we were all night, like red-eye flight back from the and Super Bowl. And I just Bowl.
1: go, holy crap, how does he do it? Yeah. But this is how. We're going to go over yep. these, these uh, three super important tips that you've identified for uh, getting better at public speaking.
0: Yeah, I've done a lot of public speaking in my time. Um, I'm um, decent at it, uh, according to most people. And um, I think it is an art form. That if you want to move up in your career, you need to be very good at, right? Because whether you work for a company right now, you are going to have a chance to public speak. Even if it's in a meeting, Mm -hmm. you're going to be speaking in front of people. And influence is one of the key traits of a great entrepreneur. And public speaking is about influence. How do you engage the audience? How do you bring them in? And you have an opportunity to actually become really good at public speaking, but you have to apply yourself. Most people think of public speaking kind of like sales. Oh, I don't have the gift of sales. Right. Now, b- BS. Yeah. You can apply yourself and become a great public speaker. Case in point, you. Josh, <laughs> I remember when I first you know was working with you, I don't know, years ago, right? And it's like your public speaking wasn't bad, but there was nothing there. Your public speaking oh, today bad, yeah. is, yeah, I just didn't want to make you feel bad. <laughs> but your public speaking today is phenomenal, and I think I know why, but um it, well, yeah, it's just case in point. Looking over these and kind of yeah. and
1: and doing, you know, a little bit of research on the side as well. I'm like, okay, yeah, a lot of this stuff I can I can relate to. You do have the natural talent. Like you yeah, yeah. you're naturally talented, but you still do all of these things. And the first thing and most important thing maybe is preparation.
0: Yeah, preparation on what you are actually going to speak on. And like I'm a musician, I've given this analogy before on the podcast. If you actually practice the song on piano, when you get up on stage, your heart will be racing, your Your palms might be sweaty because you get nervous, everybody does, myself included, but your muscle memory will yeah. take over yeah. if you've prepared. We all know this to be true. You need to prepare your thoughts beforehand. And the only way to have great preparation is to actually have great knowledge authority or authority on your subject matter. Grant Cardone calls it altitude. You have to get altitude on your subject matter so you can speak on it with confidence. Elon Musk, apply this to interviewing, right? Which is a form of public speaking, even though it's one-on-one, but it could be one to many. Elon Musk literally asked people, Tell me the toughest problem you've solved. Mm -hmm. And he looks for altitude on a subject matter. Mm -hmm. What he looks for is, does that person stay surface level or do they go deep into the details? The reason why I'm really harping on this is because if you have authority on your subject matter and you prepare your thoughts in advance, you can speak with conviction and confidence. And that is one of the main ways you influence people from stage. So think of your listing presentation. Do you know the market numbers? Do you know what has sold? Not only what has sold in the past couple of months, what has sold in the past year, the past two years. Do you know the surrounding area the, when it comes to the parks and the grocery stores and the lifestyle? Like, have you done your preparation to know this market so when you get in that listing presentation you can speak with authority and confidence because not only did you prepare your thoughts and practice but you have a deep understanding of what you're talking about yeah and i think
1: it, both things both in terms of preparing your thoughts and knowing your numbers but also like if you're the type of person like me who literally needs to verbally practice mm-hmm. so even on the way over here we've recorded 460 plus pod- this is our 461st podcast uh, I've been on 456 of them. So really, even like episode Whew. five. Yeah. But literally on the on the drive over, I had my Evernote file open and was kind of just glancing at it and practicing what yep. we we're going to talk about, especially on this next one because we're going to go over Facebook lead generation, mm-hmm. and that's sort of where I have all the information, I have all the knowledge, but actually being able to convey that and communicate it is where I have to actually sit down and and yep. and. Well, I practice. spoke
0: on a insurance webinar today to a, a couple insurance agencies. And before I did the webinar, even though I know the subject matter, I was going through in my head, what is my opening going to be? How am I going to say So transition? you do it all in your head? All in my head right there. What is my <laughs> opening going to be? I share it. Sometimes I'll actually, I've gotten to the point now where I don't have to speak it out loud okay. as much. Right. I used to, so I teach at my church, but so I used to, when I was teaching at my church, I used to recite the whole thing lesson okay um because i wanted to get the timing right i wanted to make sure that i had the knowledge and all that stuff um now i don't have to recite it out as much because i've done it more and more and that applies to like the podcast applies to me speaking on virtual stages or on uh, real stages but i play the scenario all out in my head and
1: here's what you're going through you're going through the you were starting to go through these elements the elements of a speech Right. So there's five elements uh, in a speech. Oh, this your, is good. I don't, ad- I don't know this. your attention no. statement. Okay. Right. So something saying something is going to capture your power attention, statement, yep. your introduction, right? Who you are, why you're here. Then you have your body. That's where the majority of your, your um, uh, content is going to be, obviously your conclusion, and then your residual message. The thing that you want to say that kind of sums everything up
0: that people will take away with them because they're going to take away that last thing that they heard. Yeah. It, it makes so much sense. And one of the things that I'll tell you about preparation it's so critical to public speaking or doing your listening presentation and knowing what you're going to say is because the brain what happens to the brain is when we get our heartbeat up and when when we start our palms are sweating everything it's very hard to think on the spot because you're very much in the zone and you lose your train of your thought. fight or flight kicks in yes. literally and, and that's where your brain is, is if centered, you have yeah. your first paragraph memorized mm. what you're going to say guess what the whole rest of the speech becomes and this is why people say use um you know bullet points or index cards sometimes is because you want to give your brain the ability to be ahead of itself you're speaking and you're actually almost outside of your body right now because you know exactly what you're going to say so you're actually able to think about the next dot at least this is how i uh, function No, you're, ta-
1: you're hitting on a really important point practice your transitions yes if you can capture and latch onto those transitions you won't forget what your next point will be because I, you'll naturally flow into and it and that's yeah. that is
0: the key to preparation when we you're do it every webinar when we sit
1: down and do our mm-hmm. webinar our so, yeah. uh, what's our transition going to be either from this slide to the next slide uh, because of all the information we're giving or between each other yep Yep, 100%. Number two, use stories and examples. People remember stories and examples much better than statistics or facts.
0: Yeah, I still fail at this often. I I constantly find myself saying to people, did you know that 50% of all leads are wasted? Or did you know that 91% of people say they will refer you, but only 11% of salespeople ask? Those stats are good, but what I've realized over the years is it really doesn't hook people by, like, saying something like that versus saying, like, we see this on our TikToks, like, did you hear the story of Payless Shoes? Right. Right? Just that line of, did you hear the story of Payless Shoes? Or, "Did did you know that Red Bull grew their company by actually throwing their cans in the trash? Like, those type of openings are way better to hook people and way better for people to remember. So, like, I know, like, I mentioned teaching at my church. Like, I oftentimes will be like, I'll come out there and I'll teach and I'll go, the year was 1969, mm-hmm. and then I'll go into a story because that immediately, what you see happens to the audience is they what lean happened? in, and they're yeah. like, okay, well, what is he talking about here? Versus the normal openings that people do is kind of that fidgeting opening, that him and holling opening, that thank you so much you know, uh, for you know, being here, making a joke, self-deprecating on themselves. <laughs> Versus like, and I'm trying to get better at this. I'm not the greatest at this. Owning the stage Owning your confidence, going out there, and literally letting there be a little silence. Everybody
1: wants you to succeed yes. also in the audience. Nobody wants a, uh, you to fail or to be embarrassed in front of them. Like Everyone wants you to succeed as well. That, that can help give you the confidence right. also. So,
0: so when you um, open, and this is specifically to more speaking or presenting, it's like go out there, pause for a second. Yeah. Look at the audience. They're looking at you. You're looking at them. And then you open versus the normal is they intro you and you immediately start, start talking and saying, up. <laughs> you know, yeah, you start fumbling him and not because it shows mastery and control. Yeah. And I am really bad at this when it comes to body language, the mm. same for your body language. When you are uh, opening up, it's like, Try not to be all over the place, like with your hands or with your movement. What you were
1: doing just now with your fingers, like oh, that's yeah, what that? Re- Renee Rodriguez talks about. Oh, that is a great is the power stance. Should, yeah, go Where look you have at. kind of your, your feet wide, your hands in a, what am, I, what am I doing? My fingers are touching each other, sort of pointing yep. out from my body, and it's about heart high. And he mm-hmm. talks about how that not only that's a power stance, but also an influence stance versus yes. if you're wringing your hands, that's a sign that you're nervous. If you're touching your face, that's a sign of nerves.
0: It makes uh, sense because you want to feel confident or, or I shouldn't even say confident. You want the audience to feel like secure, like comfortable. And when you're not comfortable, they're not comfortable. Yeah, right. And right, so they're more focused on what's what's going to happen. I hope this guy doesn't mess up versus the content of what you're trying to present. And if you're trying to sell something, persuade people, influence people, you've Absolutely. lost them because yeah. they're more caring about you being nervous or you fumbling or, or is this guy going to mess up than they are caring actually about the content that you're delivering. Yeah. So sharing stories, people remember naturally. It hooks them. It engages them. I used to open up. I still do sometimes. I'll walk out on stage go and look at everybody and have that little sign and go, There's a huge problem, and then just pause. There's a huge problem, and I picked this up from Donald Miller. There's a huge problem in your business, and if you fix this problem, not only can you double the revenue of your business, but more importantly, you can get yourself off the hamster wheel that so many of you feel like you're on today, constantly chasing the next thing and never growing a business that scales. Mm. And people want to know, well, mm-hmm. what's the huge problem, yeah. right? So that's kind of the well, think about, examples So that think that of the,
1: these four Ps, because you're kind of hitting on them in your example there. You mentioned one of them already, which is pauses, but the four Ps to, uh, to effective and compelling oral delivery, projection, right? So what are you doing with your voice? When are you getting louder? When are you getting quieter? Pace, how fast are you speaking versus you slowed down a couple times there? Uh, your pitch, right? So the intonation of your voice and then pauses. Love that. As the four Ps, yeah. so keep that in mind.
0: I constantly have to tell myself, the, the timing in your brain is way different than the timing to the audience. Mm-hmm. So you think it's an awkward silence. Mm-hmm. The audience does not perceive it as an awkward silence. So hold your tongue. Hold your tongue. Like, don't <laughs> say the next thing. I constantly have to tell myself that. All right. And
1: number three is to make sure that you're engaging your audience. So mm-hmm. this is just don't talk at them, right? Be, be, uh, be interactive with them. Make, make your presentation. So interactive.
0: don't overuse calling people's names. But if you're presenting virtually or you know the people that you're presenting to, engage them by using them in examples. I spoke to the insurance agency today, and I used them as examples. So when I talked about frequency to your clients and what you should do in in picking up the phone and calling them, I don't just say, you should call your clients and this is what you should say. I say, Tina, if you were one of my clients... And you were one of my most valued people. I pull her in. She immediately, you see it on everybody's faces. She pops up and she's listening because I called her <laughs> name, the most uh, valuable thing people hear or whatever. Yeah. And I constantly use people and examples. And a lot of times I'll use them almost with each other. So if you're on stage, you can go, hey, you, uh, what, what's your name, sir? Yep. And they go, oh, my name's Rodney. Hey, Rodney, if Rodney, you were actually going to reach out to, what? what's your name over here, sir? Bob, Rodney, if you were going to reach out to Bob over here, like you're engaging them by pulling them in, by making them part of the example that you're giving. And then oftentimes we can ask rhetorical-based questions that get people engaged with hand-raising and involved in the actual like storytelling that you're doing. So I'll often ask a rhetorical question of, I know this is kind of rhetorical, but how many of you believe you're leaving referrals on the table, that you are not getting enough referrals right now from your business? You know it to be true. Raise your hand just so we can see, hey, man, I'm not the only one. I just want people to get engaged so they can then go, okay, he's talking referrals, and then I can go down my stream yeah think about uh impact
1: per minute i saw was one of the key sort of things you want to make sure that you're making an impact whether that's an engaging uh an engagement with the audience or something that's making them laugh comedians they have kind of this rule of laughs per minute it's like three to four laughs wow. per minute. that's like a laugh every 15 to 20 seconds and you want to be doing the same thing with your audience uh seven elements in the communication process that apply to speech because you're hitting on some of them here the speaker right the person actually giving the speech the listeners this is your audience the message what You're saying the channel, whether you're doing it live or, or, or virtual interference this is uh, kind of in terms of the interactivity people are going get, get, to get on their phones, right? You call someone's name while they're sitting there on their phone, yeah. pop, their head's going to come up. Uh, feedback, which is what you're going to get whenever you do engage them. And then the situation, just knowing the context around the speech.
0: I'll give you an example. Ed Milet, um, we were at 8%. And I think he does this as a tactic, to be honest, because he did it at a Keller Williams event too. I watched him speak and I was like, oh, this is a tactic you use. He goes into his speaking. He's a few minutes in. And he points out people in the audience that are not paying attention. Does he? (laughs) And he literally at 8% goes, hey, 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 you on your phone. It's super disrespectful right now that you're looking at your phone. And if I had the chance to listen to somebody who went from broke to being worth $400 million, I might take the second to actually listen to them. Now, you might receive that in the moment like I did. Like, oh, that's really almost in a way arrogant. That's kind of, oh, that's rude a little bit. But you know why it's so powerful? Because he commanded the attention, he didn't flinch and become nervous, and delivered. he delivered on the value prop that he wanted to give to people. And then the gold that he gave to them was worth him shaking them and waking them up. And that is why it is insanely powerful. And it, he's willing to take that risk to be perceived in the moment as rude or perceived in the moment <laughs> as even egotistical, perceived in the moment as going like, wow, this guy really cares that people listen to him because he knows... This is important what I'm trying to share with you, and I need your full attention, and I was, and when you're talking about the interference and stuff like that, I'm like, wow, that was such a powerful thing, and it's a tactic, because he did it at 8% Nation, and then I'm watching this Keller Williams speech that he did, and he did it there, and I'm like, oh, okay. so, I'm like, <laughs> he does this as a tactic, and I was like, that's really good. You look around, like, no one was even on their phones, yeah, right? yeah. what are you talking about?
1: <laughs> Alright, there you go, hopefully that will help you out in your next public speaking, whether you're speaking in front of a large group or virtual, doing a seminar, at a listing presentation, working with clients, whatever it might be. uh, Hopefully some of those tips will help you out. Thank you so much for listening. You can head over to staypaidpodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. And if you like this episode and want to show your support, go on to Apple Podcast, drop us a five-star review, and leave us a rating or a comment. We'll read it here on the show. And the best way to show your support is to simply share this episode with a friend or on social media. Uh, Do you guys want to hear, and speaking of interaction, I'm going to need some interaction going going with you guys. Yes. Do you want to hear a great Batman impression? Yes. Sure. Okay, here goes. No, not the kryptonite. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> nice. I don't get it. He's. Wait. That was a Batman? That was Superman. Superman. Oh, thank you for the compliment. If you want to get a hold of me, or Luke, you can email us at podcast.remindermedia.com. Sometimes I just got a skirt right by. <laughs> oh, man. That was actually pretty it, though, good. Right? That was that actually took me good. me a second. I was like, it, yeah. wait a minute. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. You can find us. Uh, you can email us podcast podcast.remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram. We're Paid podcast. Uh For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua
0: Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Akery The action item I want you to do is I want you to record your... Presentation. So if you're a real estate agent, you're doing listening presentations. Um, If you're a financial advisor, you might be doing seminars. I mean, the same applies across the board. Maybe all of you are doing seminars. I want you to record your presentation and watch it back. And I want you to think about your opening and how you're actually using stories to engage people and bring them in and how you're engaging with the audience in your presentation. It is insanely powerful to watch visually and hear yourself give your presentation. So if you haven't recorded yourself giving the presentation, that is your action item this week. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is Top Producers Take Action. Take action on that today.